Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Always Aggressive Podcast. I'm Hunter Maskell, alongside head coach Tony Ursuline, Tanner, Corey behind the scenes. No special guest today, so we brought Tanner back on. on you guys haven't had to look at me for a few weeks, so um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to say he's not special. I didn't say that. Depends on how you're using special. Special's a flexible adjective. That's fact. Okay. North Dakota State this past weekend got the win over the bison up in Fargo. Uh, and it's bison. Uh, it bison. We, we were informed of this. Oh, yeah. It's bison. Uh, good win over a quality opponent. Uh, the one standout that I wanted to make mention of was Thomas Panola uh, getting a win in sudden victory this past weekend. He's 6-2 and two on the season, has won his last four straight. Uh, like I said, the most recent one coming in sudden victory. For a guy of his age, getting wins like he's been getting, had a pin uh, last weekend, and then... Journeyman, getting, yeah. Yeah, and then getting a sudden victory win this past weekend, really starting to uh, maybe get into a bit of a groove for his for himself this season. Yeah, it's going to be hard for anybody to uh, to out-tough Panola. I mean, he's just such a hard worker, such a physical kid, uh, you know, has just tremendous toughness to him, right? He, he's got that part of wrestling figured out. He really understands how to uh, kind of impose his will on people. Um, you know, and I thought his, his performance was indicative of, of maybe our performance up there at, at uh, NDSU where we won a lot of the tough situations. You know, we, we kind of, you know, won in overtime at 157 as well. Um, however, I would still say, you know, it was a solid effort, but I just think that maybe, um, you know, we, we could have wrestled better. We weren't as sharp as I would have wanted us to be, and that's something that's going to be on our minds as we move forward. Uh, we won the tough situations, no doubt, and that, and that kind of gave us control of the duel. But when I look at guys like Thomas, you know, um, it can't just for him be about – out toughing a guy every time he's going to have to understand how to score points you know sometimes instead of just creating pressure he's got to, he's got to look for the opening create the angle uh, pull the trigger a little bit more I mean and I, you know he was in this morning you know 6 a.m. and we're learning how to score from other positions so so he gets it but I, I wanted to throw that in because while it was a it was a solid effort our kids wrestled hard um, you know, it's got to be about more than just that. It's about getting better every week, and it's learning to score from other positions maybe you hadn't been as successful in. So uh, I, I do want to put that out there. While our kids wrestled hard, I think they're always going to compete hard. I like this group. Um, for us, it's got to be about getting better. How good can they be? And, and we want to keep that in mind as we move forward. So um, good, solid performance, but we definitely need to build on this uh, and be better. You hate seeing those seven-point wins, six-point wins. Corey. That's, what I, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Is you left a lot of those <laughs> points, you know, dangling with two or three seven-point wins. Is that a huge point of emphasis this week? Yeah, I mean, um, it's you, you don't want to win by seven. You don't want to win by 14. If you can get the pin, you want to get the fall, right? And, and, and so it's about getting what you can get. You know, be how good can you be? That's that's the search here, because if it's just about the win, um, you won't go back. You know, or a lot of people don't, I guess, go back and kind of look at it in the same way where they're as critical of their performance. Sometimes it takes a loss for you to really sit down and examine, like, whoa, I gotta wake up. This is wrong. You know what I mean? And so that was my point to the team: is, hey, man, you can't just look at this in terms of, well, we won, and let's just gloss over some of the things that are, are indicators or warning, you know flags in my mind of what we have to be better at. 
And so that's been really the, the, the emphasis for this group this week is we got to be better. It's not just about winning. You know, you can wrestle really well and still lose. And, you, okay, we've got to fix this mistake. This is where we, where we made the mistake. At the same time, man, you can, you can win and you, you didn't wrestle worth a darn. Now, we, we were better than that. I don't want to say that. We were better than that. We were, it was a solid effort. But we certainly are better than we showed. And, and so we've got to kind of uh, pick that up and, and clear up our mistakes as we move forward. And to Corey's point about you know getting those right on the borderline of, of getting an extra point, extra team point, a lot of that comes to kind of what you're talking about with Panola being able to have a better understanding of what your game plan is offensively, getting into positions that you 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 have an idea every position that you get into. Okay, what can I do from here? Because you're going to get into situations where you need to score more points. You need to give yourself a little bit of a cushion because you never know what second and third period is going to look like. And then the same way in those situations to go over that, that line to give an extra point to the team, you have to know what you need to do in those little moments that helps long-term in a match. And I thought your point, you know, you, you referenced that with your message to the team yesterday when you talked about, you know, don't, don't be satisfied with winning. Like, and I, that hit home with me as far as the, the idea of, like, you know, don't be satisfied with just the result. Like, mm-hmm. get what you can get. Go get those, you know, if you can get the fall, get the fall. If you can get the tech, get the tech. So on and so forth. Like, I just, I thought it resonated with the guys, and I, and I think it's a great point. You know, it's, it's, it's not always just about the W. Yeah, it's, it, you know, we're always keeping in mind, we want to be as good as we can be. We get measured by the end of the year. I don't want to make too much of that, right? Like, you can't build that up in your mind, but that's, that's what you train hard for. That's what these guys dream of. And so it's about that journey, not just, okay, I got the win here. You know, it just it can't be about that. It's got to be, how good can I be in this sport? And if you can kind of get focused on that, where you're always pushing and extending and staying coachable and staying in the moment, because it's about, can I score the next point? You know what I mean? Like, that, that should be your only goal. You know, until, until you get down to maybe the last 10, 20 seconds of a match and you're up by one, you're not thinking defense. You're thinking about wrestle the position and score the next point. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, if you, if you do that and, you know, six minutes and 50 seconds or six, you know, 40, and there's 20 seconds left and you, we've got a down block and circle and control a tie, okay, you, you do that. But you don't want to get in that mindset too early in the match. You'll have the match stolen from out underneath your feet. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy like Thomas Pinola is waiting, waiting to come hard at you and, and get it done. So, you know, we really just want to focus on, hey, score, score points, score points, wrestle hard. Even if you got taken down and you're underneath, the next point is get your escape. And so just, just staying in that mindset keeps you from, you know, kind of, okay, I'm ahead by one, and, and you shrink from it, and you pull back, and now you let the other guy back in the match. You know, we've got to be better than that, and, and, and that's really going to be the point of emphasis for this, for this group. Well, speaking of scoring points, Devin Schroeder with a big accomplishment this past weekend, uh, moving up into fifth all-time for Purdue in terms of back points. Now, I will say, before, before we get any responses from, from <laughs> anyone, we talked about this a couple days ago, he does have the advantage of having a four-point near fall, which is not, uh, which had only got implemented a couple of years ago. How long have we had the four-point near fall? What is it, three years now? Yeah, I think it was that sounds three, right. three, years. three years. That sounds right. Yeah. So he does have the advantage of getting an extra point, which some other some others didn't. However, we did the math that even if he didn't have that, he would still be around eight all-time on the list. So yeah, he'd he's still, still be doing incredible. Things. He'd still be well on his way. He's well on his way to being second. Because number one is like a Tony Gwynn, Wayne Gretzky type record. Yeah. Jake Pataxel, man, that stuff, I tell you what, I got to watch that. I had a front row seat at that for four years, and watching that dude tilt people was 
insane. Jake Pataxel with 803 back points in his with, career. Going by twos and threes. And what's, what's Schroeder at now at fifth all time? He's at 302. 302. <laughs> so he's at 302. If he finds like four more years of eligibility somewhere. Yeah, he's I'd be okay with that. I am good with it. That, that, that's a big number. That's a big number, boys. Big number. And you've got to throw it to, uh, to Jake because that's, that's a heck of a number. But uh, I like it because it gives, it gives uh, D. Schroeder something to really shoot at. You know what I mean? It's, it's a big number. Um, but you know what? Hey, man, take a run at it. See, see what you get done. See what how I'd close like, you can get. Yep. What I'd like uh, homework for Tanner is to see what Pataxels would be with a four-point near fall. What his... His record would be. You know, I actually switch every three to a four. I actually, I actually Mm -hmm. could probably. Well, and it's not just that simple though, too, because you have to think about how many times he got four swipes and only took two back points. So you probably couldn't get the entire number. Close, but you could probably get close because it was five swipes for three. Correct. True. That's a great point. Yeah, four swipes. How many times did he get to four and and only get two instead of three? Yep. So I mean. Yeah, you got to think it was, well, it's well over a thousand. When you're if you're bored on a bus ride or bored on a plane or something, that's something that bored on a bus ride. That, that should be the title of a book. Yes, right there. Uh, coming guys, to, coming to theaters near you. Speaking of scoring points, Max Lyon has over 29 minutes of writing time this season, uh, which is a little bit different. It's stupid. Which is a little bit different than ten what matches, almost almost three minutes a match. Uh, is it? Is it something that Sufon's working on in the room with? Is it something that, that he's emphasized, or is it kind of just fell into his lap of, I'm on top, I'm going to stay on top for these matches? No, I think um, you know, Max has got that mindset where no matter what the position, he's going he's gonna to work it hard. Uh, you know, and I know he's been making an emphasis to turn more, and we've seen more uh, you know, turns from him as well, more top points. Uh, this weekend, though, he didn't. You know, it was funny. I think he had five minutes and change of riding time, but yeah, five fifty-five. Yeah, I was going to say five and a lot change. But got the major yet from from <clears throat> takedowns. So that tells you he got five takedowns in about a minute. You know, a little over a minute. Yeah, he took he took that guy down like what twelve seconds into the match and just. And that's been his Bro. mo this year. I can't believe how relentless on the attack he's been with some of these guys, and the fact that he's not out there feeling guys out. He's not waiting around and picking his spots. He's he's putting them he's putting them on the mat like that, yep. and he's and he's grinding them. And, it, and he's, the, the top position is still very important to him. You know, he's not a take take him down, let him up kind of guy, right? Like he he's taking him down. He's going to ride hard. You know, we want him to find you know more turns. Still, obviously, we want he's that got to pay 38, off for he's him. He's got thirty eight back but, points already this season. Yeah, wow. So so he's doing a good job. Um, but you know, to highlight a point, you know, uh, he got the major, but with five plus minutes on top, we still didn't have a turn. Mm-hmm. And that's something we want to emphasize. You know, we we want that turn. We want to add that to his skill set. So I know he's working very hard on it. And uh, you know we want that top time to pay off, and he should you know between Shop and, and Daniel Lewis and you know um, and as you mentioned Coach Suflon, he, he he's got enough people around him to, to show him where he needs to go. Well, one guy uh, on the flip side of this, Emil Sondland has had has seen a gauntlet of guys over the last guys had a tough run couple weekends. He's extremely young, first time in the lineup for him. What is this doing for him? You know. We talked about a couple weeks ago of what, what it is that flips the switch for guys. Is it winning a couple big matches or is it losing close matches? Do you think this is going to help him long term of seeing this kind of talent this early on in his career? It, it should help him. You know, that's that's what I want Emil to understand. Like, Emil, um, you know, works very hard. You know, he comes into practice ready to go. He's got the right mindset. He's controlling his weight. Like, he's doing what he needs to do, right, to put himself 
in a position to be successful. You still have to earn it, right? Like there's two there's two things here. There's the practice time and, and, and what you're doing with your lifestyle and your weight and those things. And then when you put your foot on the line, right? And if you don't bring it in either instance, right? Um, you're not going to be as successful. He's learning what he has to do when he's out there from a performance standpoint to be successful. And as long as he keeps an open an open mind, keeps his head up, you know, keeps doing the, the right things, which he's doing, he's going to come out the other side. He's a talented kid. He has the talent to be successful. He's got the work ethic. He's got to learn what he has to do when he puts his foot on the line against the better guys. Because I think he's seen, what is it, six, seven, and eight you know what I mean? Uh, at this point, I think almost in a row. Mm-hmm. So he, he is. He's seen the guys he's going to have to beat to be on the podium. Um, he's just got to, hey, keep his head up, make some of these changes that we're talking to him about, and he'll come out the other side. He, he will. This is a learning experience, um, but you got to keep swinging. you got to keep taking your shots. You know, that's, that's the one thing he's got to understand, that he's got to get up and, and go again. You know, and if he does that, he'll, he'll be fine. That this will absolutely pay off for him at the end of the year if he if he lets it. Well, it was a big weekend uh, for NCAA wrestling in general. There were a ton of upsets this past weekend. A lot uh, in Big Ten, especially Ohio State lost to Virginia Tech. Uh, Minnesota losing to Ryder at home. At they they had a, a Mackie Mayhem t- style. On the where f- they were at the barn. On the flip side, Illinois goes out and gets Missouri. Mm-hmm. And Michigan State goes out and gets Oklahoma. Yep, I had that Oklahoma State or Oklahoma beating uh, Michigan State 21-16, and then Oklahoma State losing to Lehigh as well by only one point. Criteria now, loss, yeah. How these things matter to us? Oh, like I mean, the fifth criteria, right? Yeah, it went all it went all the way to total points. Yeah, the Oklahoma, yeah. Oklahoma State Lehigh match. It matters. Uh, you know, it has a little bit of a trickle down effect, partially because, you know, especially as a coach, as a program, you want all of your opponents to do well, except for when they face you, right? Like, that's that's the best case scenario. Make your schedule it's, look nice and tough, everyone yeah. Everyone comes in undefeated, and they come out with a loss against us. So, I mean, that's always the idea. However, it also has effect in the rankings, too, because there's some of these teams that are obviously very good. Ohio State, obviously very good. Uh, Oklahoma State, obviously very good. And taking losses doesn't mean they're going to drop out of the top 25, but maybe some of these other teams are going to take up spots in the top 25. And us being a team that has, you know, given up based on the week four to seven guys in the top 20 at each position, mm-hmm. it kind of pushes us out on the fringe a little bit because of some of these teams getting these wins. It, it can do that. And it definitely, listen, you know, we obviously all understand it's very early in the season. Right. People are still trying to get their lineups, you know, straightened out. I mean, if you look at Ohio State, for instance, you know, they're trying to figure out who they are. They've got a lot of young guys. They had a, a couple of different guys in, especially up at, uh, I think it was 74, 84, might have been, you know, in this week getting their shot. So you see a lot of uh, uh, coaches trying to figure out who they're going to be, you know what I mean? And so, um, you know, you don't. You know, it's fun. I get it's fun for everybody, you know, the fans and, and to watch and to see how your team is doing. But right now, you know, especially for us, we're just focused on, you know, being the, the best team we can. You know what I mean? Every week, just go out and perform, knowing that, especially later for us, we have a lot of good teams coming as well, right? I mean, we've, we've had some great teams in front of us, for sure, that we've already, you know, had to deal with. But with the Big Ten schedule, we're going to see a lot of good teams. And, and our, you know, fate, so to speak, will be in our own hands. You know what I mean? And that's going to start with the Big Ten schedule. So um, I don't I don't worry about that. 
um, as much, I guess. Now, certainly you want you want recognition for your guys. You know, you always you know their hard work. You, you know, you want them to be recognized. But you know, um, you know, I, I think we have great people, and that's going to play out the way it needs to as we move through our season. And the good news is. We did, we did maintain our top 25 ranking in the, in the NWCA coaches poll this week. Um, we're getting some nice love from uh, a lot of the different outlets in regards to tournament rankings. You know, some, uh, we bumped up to as high as 19th, I think. Is that what I told you? Yeah, I think, I think we were anywhere from 19 to 25 in the various polls. So, so, so yeah, there's some love there. Yeah, we're, we're, we're hanging on to that recognition that you're talking about. And, you know, obviously, it's nice. It doesn't matter in March. No. <laughs> Which, you know, is, is you know, what, we, what we all realize. Um, but the, the recognition is nice, and the, you know the attention is nice, and it, you know, when when we get on TV here pretty soon, you know, we're going to go to Midlands and be on TV. You know, Flo's going to be out in Vegas covering that event, and and there's going to be some different opportunities to be in front of the cameras where you want to give those announcers some some good things to talk about, and some you know having those having those numbers next to your name while while they don't mean anything in the long run, and they're just, you know, to steal your words, they're fun to talk about. And on Beach Plus on Sunday. We are on BTN Plus. We are on BTN Plus with Corey Palm on the call. (laughs) Can't wait for it. Little self promotion there. Little self promotion. I want to. It's interesting because you're absolutely right that they're just numbers and fun to talk about at this point. But these ranking services don't just give them away. Typically, they're earned, and the results that earn them do matter come March. So you know, a guy like Dylan. It's a good way to tie it back. A a guy like Dylan Lighty climbing up to seven this week and on flow or in the top 10 uh, in a lot of places it matters because he's beaten a handful of other ranked guys to get that so 100 hopefully that you know it's it's all nonsense but it all matters a little bit yeah and i don't mean to imply i guess to use your word that it's nonsense right like these you know these ranking services they're people they they do they work on it you Mm -hmm. know they're not they're not Mm -hmm. picking it out of a hat either so it does reflect hard work done by a lot of people. But I think what it really, what I'm talking about is, it just means people made the most of an opportunity sure, sure. early in the year and you don't have you know, that whole resume in front of you yet, right? I mean, you have a team like, let's say Illinois just upset Mizzou. That was a quality opponent. They made the most of that opportunity. Those are the teams that are moving in or Ryder with a Minnesota, you know what I mean? This week, you know, we didn't have that opportunity from a ranking standpoint. Quality opponent, you know, to NDSU, quality opponent. Coach Kish doing a good job. Really there. interested to see what they do the rest of the way. Right, yeah. absolutely. So you know, but from a number standpoint, they made the most of an opportunity. Right. And I'm just saying, we will have those opportunities come up as the season moves on, and, and we'll we'll be ready for those opportunities. The, the real mistake is if Ryder or Purdue lets that be what defines the season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, if that's what you're celebrating in March, yeah, you you did it wrong. Yeah, I'm also excited to see what North Dakota State does because they have Northwestern coming up. They've got India. They've got a couple Big Ten matches where they're going to be able to test themselves against other teams that you know compete at this level like we do. So and that are on our schedule that, later that on. Very, very much uh, could turn out to be <coughs> an extremely quality win uh, later on in the season. I know you're a fan. I mean, you're a coach of wrestling. You've been around wrestling your whole life. Did, do you get a chance to watch any other matches over the weekend? Like when you. When North Dakota State matches over and you get back to the room, are you watching 
our film? Are you watching, you know, checking out what's going on around the, the country in any of these? No, areas? you know, I, I, I mean, listen, I watch a lot, usually because we're scouting people, right? I got a chance to watch the Ryder Minnesota Duel just because I know we're going to see Minnesota down the road. And when you go to these other tournaments, you never know who's going to show up, like at Midlands. So, so yeah, you try, you try to kind of scout the field and you just watch people you know you're going to see down the road. So, yeah, I, I watch quite a bit of wrestling. I, I do, though, you know, we try to keep our focus on the guys from that standpoint. Uh, speaking of getting to watch Bill, Bill Farrell's this past weekend, Bill Farrell Open. We watched a lot of it. And that's what I was going to ask. I mean, it's a, <laughs> there's a ton. Greco-Roman freestyle women's brackets. Like, it's, <clears throat> it's just a giant tournament mm-hmm. that has, if, if any fans at home got to watch, just a litany of names that I'm sure you recognize, especially from the Big Ten. Uh, and you, you got to watch some of it this past weekend? We watched, as Tanner mentioned, a lot of it. Um, first, uh, first leg of the road to the Olympic team. Yeah. You know, so uh, it was it was kind of fun to see where people are at and and uh, you know how they stack up because there's moves right when it's when there's Olympic competition. There's a few weights that are deleted, mm-hmm. and so you have athletes that have had great careers internationally are now shoved into other weight classes and it gets really crowded. So you want to see how they you know how they do and how they perform, and it's you know it's going to bear on what. You know, uh, December is going to be because now December 20th through the 22nd, you have the next leg. You have essentially what used to be the U.S. Open mm-hmm. in Dallas, Fort Worth. So um, there's a few people that have won that have now taken themselves out of that pool. But you see how crowded it's going to really be come December. Do you ever see any differences? I mean, you, there's a lot of guys that competed this past weekend that are still active on rosters that we'll see later on this season. Yes, Abel we will. Stevenson uh, taking. The 125-kilo Seth Gross down on the other end at 57. So guys that we're going to see, do you ever see a difference in how those guys train, how they perform in the Big Ten schedule, or how they perform in their school schedule compared to guys that don't compete in tournaments like that? Like, does that tournament give, give guys an extra, you know, couple matches against some very quality opponents that help them later on in the season? Oh, I think it's, you know, it's... It can be a gamble, right? I think it's interesting to me that, let's use Seth Groths, for instance. I mean, he's down at 57 kilos, so he's even squeezed lower than his 133-pound weight class. And you kind of wonder how, in the middle of his season, coming down even further will, will affect him. And that's something that you'll, you'll just you'll want to keep track of and, and, and watch. But yeah, you have to alter your training, you know, because you can only peak so many times in a year. This was obviously a big event, so they, they probably built up to a, a mini peak of sorts. Mm-hmm. Because now Seth Gross, he, you know, he doesn't have to go. You know, to to the bloodbath of what will probably be the open. You know, uh, in December. December. So, yeah. so he, it paid off for him. You know, had he not won, you know, that it would have been very interesting to see. You know, what what his training would be or where he's going to try to peak again. How difficult is that as a coach? You're you're kind of you're coaching a guy to compete in two separate <coughs> event, two separate two separate places. So it's like, you know, especially in that situation where maybe he has to come down a little bit, but you want you want him to to be ready to go for, for your team, but you also want the best for him to go to go out and compete on the national level to, to earn a spot in the Olympics. So coaching a guy to be on basically two separate teams. Yeah, it's in it, it, some good argue, Good problem to have. Yeah, <laughs> right, absolutely. Yeah. Um, some would even argue two separate sports, right? right. Yeah. I mean, now certainly there's a lot of crossover, um, you know what I mean? Um, but obviously parterre wrestling and, and freestyle is a lot different than than top bottom, you know, in folk style wrestling. So there, there's there's pretty big differences still there. 
but I've heard a lot of great competitors and people who I respect who have accomplished a lot on both sides of the sport in freestyle and folk style meaning where they felt they were at their best while they were competing in folk style just because they were in shape they had their weight under control they competed regularly you know what I mean and so so they felt like there was a lot of good things there that kept them in the right mindset and you've seen a lot of young guys with Kyle Snyder and and these different guys you know make they'll come right off a of college season transition into the folk style they'll be on the world team the next fall you know, winning medals. So I, I think that there's a lot to be said um, that, that the two can coexist, you know, and that there's, they lend a lot of things that are very positive, you know, in terms of uh, how you're training and how you're thinking and, and those things that you can overcome maybe sm minor differences in the parterre aspect. Well, a big weekend coming up this weekend. You get to be at home, finally. Uh, no more travel, at least for the week. You're, you've been on the road for three straight weeks. I'm only a little thankful. I, it, you know, coming up on Thanksgiving, it feels, it yeah. just feels right. Tanner, Tanner had a tear roll down his cheek just a minute. Yeah. So happy to be home. Uh, very. I mean, a lot of these guys would be the first time to to get to wrestle in front of a home crowd. Uh, has the schedule changed <clears> at all? Has it been, you know, a little bit have to just a little bit different with getting a couple extra days in, in our own weight room, in our own wrestling room? No, you know, we try not to make it different, right? You try to make it consistent. And so, yes, why you, you like the, the time that you have, because you do, you catch an extra day where you're not traveling. Even in your own bed. Right, yeah. sleeping in your own bed, which will help. But, you know, it's, it's the same. It's, you know, we follow kind of the same plan. You know, once we get down inside those last, you know, 24 to 48 hours, leading up to match time, that routine looks very similar. You know what I mean? From a workout, from what you're eating, to you know, how you're bringing your weight down. And I'm sure we'll, we'll have Elaine on to talk about that more extensively, but that plan looks the same. We don't want to vary just because you know, we're, uh, we're at home. We don't want to get out of the rhythm of what we do. Right. Well, we'll have Elaine on next week, uh, since that's Thanksgiving the coming. That's the plan. Hopefully she's interested in coming on. I know people like hearing from her. Uh, Clarion? U of I, University of Indianapolis. Yes. And why am I forgetting? Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois. Yep. Coming in. So the Huskies. As we saw this past weekend, with like we just talked about, with some, some teams that maybe overlooked opponents that they thought they were better than going into the weekend, you've got opponents coming in that have some very quality wrestlers on those teams that you have – you can – I always heard, uh, you know, it's good to learn from your mistakes. It's even better to learn from other team, other people's mistakes. So this week, you kind of get to show, I like that. show the team. This is what happens when you overlook a team that you think that you're better than, and then you get on the mat and you have to prove it, and it doesn't work out like you thought it was going to. Yeah, you always want to guard against, you know, a letdown, right? And and you know, I don't anticipate that being a problem because honestly, um, you know, I I didn't feel we were as sharp as we could have been last week. Okay, so that's something that we, we've already began talking about, and it'll be a point of emphasis, you know, the entire year. As soon as you think you've arrived, I mean, you're, you're beat. I mean, you're beat. So, um, you know, our, our goal is to always try to be better. Each week, be better than you were the week before, and, and how good can you be? And in search of that is, is kind of what we want to try to do. And I, I think we, we have the guys, you know. I, I know they have the talent. It's just you don't ever want to kind of let down and think you figured it out. You want to always want to harp on, hey, how can we be better and, and search for that. So I would expect that our guys will, will come ready to go and get after these guys and, and, uh, and try to be better than they were. 
Well, I hope everyone gets a chance to come out this weekend. It's the first time to see the Boilermakers in action, and the last time you'll get to see them for a little while. Boilermakers not back at home until January twelfth. So it's going to be a little while. There's going to be a lot of the team's going to change quite a bit, I'm sure, between then and now. So make sure to get out and see the Boilers on Sunday, starting at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Holloway Gymnasium. Full day, full day of wrestling. You'll get to see three duels. Uh, for the Boilers. If you can't make it out, it's on BTN Plus with Corey Palm on the call, as we talked about earlier. Uh, so you'll get to follow along there. Uh, quick question. I've always looked at, I'm from Illinois originally, so I you know, grew up watching the Illinois high school wrestling. I know how strong it is. I know Pennsylvania high school wrestling, super strong. When you look <clears> at a school like NIU or a school like Clarion, where maybe they're not top-end programs on the national stage necessarily, they're still getting a lot of great kids. Are those kind of like potential landmines? Like landmines. I wasn't going to say sleeping giants, but landmines. <clears throat> there will be quality kids in all three programs that we wrestle this weekend, and it you know you can't afford to relax. You know what I mean? And so you've got to be ready to go. Uh, you can't take anybody for granted, <clears throat> and you've just got to go. Okay, I got to take care of my business. How good can I be? How many points can I score? Let's just wrestle through every situation here. And, and we'll see where we land. You know what I mean? The, the score is going to take care of itself. So certainly, um, you know, they, they are. They're good programs that have quality people. Uh, uh, specifically at Northern Illinois, uh, Dominic Moyer, I coached. He was a student athlete of mine, and he now he's, a, I think he's an associate head coach actually at NIU. And I stay in touch with him and his family all the time. I know he's working hard, right? I know Coach Ludwig and those guys. I know all, all three teams. They're, they're working hard, and they're going to come ready. And so uh, we need to make sure that we're doing our part. Well, an exciting weekend for the Boilers, Coach. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. Three duels. To it'll be it'll be a lot of fun to be at home. Gonna be a lot of great matches, and and just to have continuous wrestling throughout the day is gonna be gonna be a lot of fun. Of course. Well, you can always follow along BTN Plus. If you can't follow along BTN Plus, you can't be here. Tanner on Twitter, always updating. We'll have some so, updates. So you can you can follow along there as well. We'll do some stuff. Any, Better. any questions, comments, uh, concerns, any, anything for the coach? Maybe you can talk about how good his beard's looking during No Shave November. No Shave November. Well, two-thirds of the way through this deal, so uh, I was just informed Santa Claus is close. Santa Claus so is coming. To compliment coach on, on his beard. Uh, but for Tanner, Coach, Corey, I'm Hunter Massengill. Another edition of Always Aggressive Podcast in the books. We'll see you next week. As always, boiler up.